Yes. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We'll wait for it to settle just a little bit. As half the church just walked out the door. (laughs) That's a good thing. Glad for the young people to be here. And glad that you... I want to thank, while I have this moment, to thank, you know, the new teachers. And obviously thank Miss Tori. But I appreciate the help. I know Michelle appreciates the help. So we thank you. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you that we can come in the name of Jesus... And be assured because you say so. And Lord, that's good enough because you say so. Father, we don't need any proof, although you've given us much. But we really don't need only to know that you say so, that where two or more are gathered in the name of Jesus, you are here with us. So Lord, thank you for being here with us. Now I pray, Lord, as we continue to have our hearts and our minds, our attention uh, toward you, the reason why we are here, that you would bless us, Lord, with words that are from you. Lord, people did not come here this morning, nor are they tuning in, either live streaming or recording, recorded, Father, to hear me. Father, we want to hear from you. We worship you this morning, Christ Jesus. We love you this morning. And we want to have fellowship with you this morning. So minister to our hearts. Holy Spirit, have your way. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, for those who may be listening, um, um, much of what we talk about this morning, if the Lord allows, will be out of Second Chronicles uh, probably 17, 18, and 19. There's going to be some scriptures this morning, folks. I'm just going to forewarn you. It's His Word, not mine. Amen? So we're going to begin. Let's get right into Second uh, Chronicles chapter 18. And in verse 1 it says, Jehoshaphat, now Jehoshaphat was the king, this, the, the kingdom was still divided. Jehoshaphat was the king in the southern kingdom, the, king of Ju- the kingdom of Judah, and Ahab, the notorious Ahab and Jezebel, they were ruling the northern kingdom. But Jehoshaphat, we see in verse 1 here, had riches and honor in abundance, and by marriage he allied himself with Ahab. So now he does have an alliance with Ahab. And so now Jehoshaphat goes to Samaria, uh, that was the capital of the northern kingdom, to visit with Ahab. And Ahab puts on the dog. I mean, he, he decks it out, man. They're having a feast. And during this thing, I mean, he's, Ahab, uh, he asks Jehoshaphat if he, would, if he would align himself, would he help him out with his war against Syria. And so Jehoshaphat, uh, Tony language, you're, yeah, y'all are my peeps, of course. We're, we're going we're gonna to be with you. Your people are my people. Huh? Yeah, we're all together. We're all one. Amen? So we're going to pick it up there in um, verse 4. Also, Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, Please inquire for the word of the Lord today. Now, when he's inquiring, he's saying, Okay, we're going to do this. I'll do this, but let's ask the Lord. Let's inquire of the Lord about this. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, 400 men, and said to them, Shall we go to war against Ramoth Gilead, or uh, shall I refrain? So they said, Go up, for God will deliver it to the king's hand. Hallelujah. 
but not so fast. Verse 6, Jehoshaphat said, Is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him? So now let me pause here for a minute because, you know, Tony's going to have to put it. Think about this. There were just 400 men gathered who were prophets of the Lord, supposedly, quote-unquote. And they inquire, Go, the Lord will deliver it. Now, Jehoshaphat says, Wait a minute. Those 400... No, no, no. Isn't there at least one more? There's this discernment. There's something about these 400 that did not ring well or not go well as far as Jehoshaphat is concerned. And and so I really believe he's exercising some, some discernment here. No, no, no. Isn't there one more? So the king of Israel said to Jehoshaphat, There's still one man by whom we inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Why do you hate him, Joshua? Because he never prophesies good concerning me, but always evil. He is uh, Micaiah, the son of Imlah. And Joshua said, let not the king say such things. So, so again, look at, the, look at the contrast. We have, why did Ahab not want to inquire of this prophet? You know why? Because he tells him the truth, not what he wants to hear. So I'm not going to listen to him. Um, boy, that sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> that sounds awfully familiar, doesn't it? But then, look, even still you see this, this contrast between Ahab and Jehoshaphat. After Ahab says those words, look at what Jehoshaphat says. Let not the king say such, so, don't say such things. See, now, when I read this and I see how he's saying this, and man, i got chill bumps all over me right now. When I see this, I think of the two thieves on the cross and the one saying to the other as the other saying, if you're, if you're, the, if you're the king, if you are as you are, you know, get yourself down and take us with you. And the other one saying, whoa, 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 don't you fear God? So I see that in, in Jehoshaphat's tone here. He said, whoa, 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 don't say such things. Don't you fear God? Come on. Now, I, I want to... I, I got to just... I got, I got to preach. I, I just got to... Listen, we need to be careful about what we say, how we say it. We need to be careful about our tone and our attitude as we talk about the things of God and yea, and even as we address each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. We need to watch our tone. This man who doesn't have the Holy Spirit living within him, yet he has a heart for God, he knows that much. You and I who have the Holy Spirit, we're looking back on the Savior. Remember, He's looking forward to the Savior. We're looking back on a risen Savior. One who has went ahead and He gave us His Spirit to dwell inside of us. Who gives us an understanding of the Word that, listen, they didn't have. But He gives us an understanding of the Word. So you have this man, this Old Testament king, a man who just had a heart for God, who had a fear of the Lord. Recognize, number one, operating with discernment. No, 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 isn't there one more? We just heard from 400, but isn't there one more? Come on. See, you just heard from so many people how uh, what you deserve and, and your rights and what justice looks like, and you just heard from so many people. Use discernment, y'all. This man who did not have the Holy Spirit living inside of him used a sermon. Isn't there one more? I need to hear a word. I need to hear a true word from God. A true word. And then has the, the, the absolute fear of the Lord to say, don't utter such things. Don't say, don't talk like that. This is the word of God that we're handling. See, my brothers and sisters, when re- remember, 
It's Micaiah is delivering, he's the, he represents the word of God. So now when Jehoshaphat is cautioning Ahab, he's saying, man, you have to have fear. That's the word of God that you're talking about. My brothers and sisters, when people talk about what this does and does not say, when people get up in pulpits, or people want to go ahead and they want to share some of their enlightenment, some of their revelation, man, we need to be careful that it's truly being handled properly. We need to make sure that they truly have a reverence. Oh, what are you doing? I've heard of such things as people having Bible studies and they'll sit around in a circle, and, and then uh, you know, they'll, they'll go over a scripture. What does that mean to you? What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? It doesn't matter what it means to you. What matters is what it means to God. And I need to have rhema from God. I need to know what that word says. I need to know what God says about that word. What is God telling me about that word? One truth. One truth. Not the, it's not circumstantial. It's not. It's one. That truth is the same for all of us. Amen? Amen. All right. So just I, 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 I didn't want to linger there long, but you know, Tony. But so now let's look a little bit, you know, we know a little bit more about Jehoshaphat. So in order to do, we're going to go back up to, to, to chapter 17 of 2 Chronicles, beginning in verse 1. Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place. Let me pause there for a moment. This is speaking of his son. Jehoshaphat was the son of Asa. Asa was his father. He reigned in in, uh, Judah before Jehoshaphat. He died and then Jehoshaphat took over. So when it refers to that, that's who he's referring to. So uh, then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. You see that? Remember, the kingdom is divided. So Jehoshaphat strengthened himself against the northern kingdom of Israel, and he placed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah, and set garrisons in the land of Judah, and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa his father had taken. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Do you see that? The Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Why, Tony? Because he walked in the former ways of his father David. He worshipped God as his father David did. Not his, yeah, his great-great-grandfather, however many, I didn't go back, I, I can't remember how many greats there should be. But anyway, as his grandfather David, he did not seek the balls. He did not look at the pagan gods. He did not look at, the, that, at all of the other peoples in the area and follow what they followed. He did not seek what was the common thing among the pagans. Are you with me? But he sought the God of his father. And he walked in his commandments. He walked in the commandments of God. It's not enough to just say that, you know, he, he honored God or he, 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 he recognized that, you know, that was like a cultural thing. It was more than just a cultural thing or a traditional thing. Are you with me? See, there's a lot of us who say we believe, but we believe because we were raised in the church. You know, our mother, our father, our grandmother, they drug us to church and we went. And so, you know, there are a lot of people that think that they are believers uh, by virtue of that. No, no, no. He was a believer he fo- because he followed the commandments. That's what made him truly uh, someone who was a follower of God, someone truly who had God. Amen? And not according to the acts of Israel. See there again? You see there's this distinction being made between Judah and Israel again. Now many of us, we've been in the scriptures a long time. We know what those distinctions are. But again, for the sake of what the Lord may be ministering to us this morning, that's something that we need to keep in mind. Verse 5, Therefore the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. And all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat. And he had riches and honor in abundance. There's the second time we see that. 
He was blessed of the Lord, y'all. He was blessed because he followed God, because he, listen, he followed the law. He honored God. He had the fear of the Lord. His heart truly was after God. He was blessed. Now, in, the, in a sense of this, you say, well, Tony, that kind of lines up with the word of faith. You know, he's got riches, he's got honor, and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, let's, let's speak in an Old Testament sense. Sure, that's one of the things that they absolutely did look at. And so, in the New Testament sense, we understand something different. What do we understand? The blessing is spiritual. Come on, see? Now, what we do, when we follow God, there's, a, there's this fruit of the Spirit that we have in us. We don't have to have money or riches or honor to keep us happy. Now, some of us still do that, and I'm not standing, again, as you've heard me say many, many times, I'm so glad I have a guest today because I get to repeat something. No, but but uh, as you've heard me say many, many times, and that is these things in and of themselves aren't wrong, but when you are preoccupied with those things, when those things are the thing that is the driving force behind what you do, your motivation, oh, come on now. No, no, God is my motivation. God is what drives me. God, my, my relationship with God, my love for Jesus, my love of the Word, that's what has to steer me. That's what has to have, listen, the influence on how I live my life. Not the next thing, not the next house, not the next car, not the next job, not the next whatever. Fill in the blank. Not the next relationship. Hello? Come on. So my brothers and sisters, so, you, so, so we see this in this, in this man. It, it's, just, it's just amazing to me. But, you, but also, we, again, we go back and forth and we see this uh, distinction. So it's not about the honor and the, and the blessings, although we do have that as well. Amen? Okay. Let me uh, find out where I was. Verse 6. And his heart took delight in the ways of the Lord. See, there's that again. From his heart. See, it wasn't just this thing that he put on, and it wasn't... Listen, you know what this also is telling me? And, and I'm, I'm not going, taking great latitude here. You know what this is also telling me? He didn't do it with respect to what he would get in return. See, that's what word of faith in this, you know, perverse generation that we live in. That, that's what they would say. Well, you do these things so God would bless you. I tithe because I want God to give me back. I put, give, give offerings so I can get back. Give, and it will be given on you. Press down, shake it together. Is that true? Absolutely it's true. But you have to understand the context in which we give. The context... Listen, I, I got to stay. I don't speak about tithe at all. I don't. But let me just remind you Tithe in and of itself means tenth. So when the scripture in Malachi, when it's speaking to us, it's telling us, listen, bring my, tithe, bring my tithes to the storehouse and see if I won't pour out a blessing unto you. Bring 10%. That, that belongs to God, period. That's what, listen, and he says, listen, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. You won't be cursed and I'll rebuke the devourer for your sake. So, so what is it saying? So, so what happens is, if I don't do it, if I don't do it, if I give 2%, you might as well not. He's saying 10. Okay, well, yeah, but Tony, that's Old Testament. Okay, let's stay there for a minute. Because in the New Testament, it was no more 10%. It was what, whatever you had, whatever the need, according to the need, that's what you gave. So you want to go there? But see, some of us don't have a problem with that anyway. And, I'm, and so I'm not speaking to people in this room, I'm not trying to get money out of you. I don't need your money. 
Don't care. Nobody in this room, nobody, no minister paid. We just pay for the lights, pay for the bill. We don't, I don't need your money. And God, listen, by the way, God doesn't need your money either. God doesn't need your money. God needs your heart. God needs you to know that, that He is your provider. So as much as you think, if I give that, whatever that percentage is, if I give that money, then I, you know, I'm not going to have what I need. Jehovah Jireh. He is His name. His name is His essence. Jehovah Jireh. My God, my provider. My Lord, my provider. Amen? So either we believe that or we don't. So if we don't, if we're holding back because we think that if I don't hold back, I won't have enough, that's not belief in Jehovah Jireh. You still believe that there's you're doing it uh, or that job of yours is doing it or somebody else is doing it and it ain't God. No, didn't we just read last week, those who fear the Lord, they don't want for anything? Absolutely. So part of the fear of the Lord is, I know what His Word directs, and that I do. Just like Jehoshaphat, who in his heart did it. He didn't do it out of compulsion for a blessing. He just did it because he loved God from his heart. He feared God. Not afraid, he respected God. He was in awe of God from his heart. Not going through the motions, y'all, but absolutely doing what he believed. Amen? All right. Uh, I'm sorry for yelling. But I'm not going to guarantee it's the last time I'm going to do it. Uh, Verse 7, listen to me. Also in the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat, he sent his leaders, Ben-Hail, Obadiah, Zechariah, Nathanael, Micaiah, to teach the cities of Judah, and with them he sent Levites, Shemiah, Nathaniah, Zebediah, Ashael, Shemiroth, whatever, Yehonath, Adonijah, Tobiah, Tobadonijah, the Levite, with all them, Elishema and Jaram, the priest. So they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them. Listen, they went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. Do you see what, see what the king did? See what the king, the king tore down all of the images, all of the, all of the pagan gods. He got rid of all the pagan gods that he knew of in the land. He got rid of all of it. Even in the garrisons and some of the outposts that his father had taken from the northern kingdom, they just had outposts there. He made, he took care of all of that stuff. Okay, now listen. So, great, hallelujah. No, no, no. The void has to be filled. Oh, come on. This is good stuff. This is hot. This is straight from the Word. I, I'm, listen, I didn't plan this. This is what somebody needs to know. Maybe you're not in this room. Maybe you're listening. But this is somebody. Man, Tony, I stopped doing this thing. Fantastic. What are you doing instead? Oh, come on. Somebody ought to say amen. Okay, you stopped doing this thing. But what are you doing instead? Because I'll guarantee you that if you stop doing that thing, something else is going to happen. You've got to fill the void. We are born with this absence of God. We're, we're born with this spiritual deadness and we're constantly trying to fill this. And we fill it with things that our flesh desires. We'll do it with many, many things. We do it with chemicals. We do it with sex. We do it with all of these other things. Boy, I said that and some heads turned around. We do all of these things. But then when we start dropping these things, we think, okay, I've accomplished something. Hallelujah, I'm glad for you. But what are you filling it with? I've seen so many people, and you have to drop one habit. Well, I'm going to quit smoking, and then... (laughs) 
Why? They're filling it with something else. I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be ugly. I'm not trying to... You know, my brothers and sisters, this is what I, I get from this. This is, this is blowing off the page at me. Yeah, we got rid of this, but now we're going to teach our people the Word of God. We're not going to have those bales. We're not going to have these false gods, but we're going to make sure that they have something else. Oh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to take Jesus out of all the schools. We're going to go ahead and take God out of all of the culture and all of the society. Okay, what are you replacing Him with? Because you're replacing Him with something, and they sure did, didn't they? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jehoshaphat, this man after God, who didn't have the Holy Spirit living inside of him, he just had a heart for God. Look at what he's doing. He's doing it the right way. Now look at verse 10 with me. And the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah, so that they did not make war against Jehoshaphat. So look at this now. So look at the result. He removes all of the false gods, and now he's replacing it with the Word of God, the presence of God, the priest, and, and this is now, this is it. So now, not only are they enjoying prosperity in the land of Judah, but now even their enemies are at peace with them. The enemies are seeing something, and they have a fear of the Lord. Oh, come on. See, my brothers and sisters, you walking dogmatically, if that is a word, if my grammar is off, don't write me any letters, I ain't going to pay attention to it. If you follow God to the letter and people want to criticize you for being realistic, you're a Pharisee, okay. But there are going to be some other people that notice that and say, man, he's serious. Man, she's serious. And there's something different about that person. And they're going to start respecting God through you. That might be the introduction that they need. God needs you and me to walk like Jehoshaphat walked in the middle of the enemies, in the middle of the people who you don't even think are your enemies, but in the middle of all of these people. God needs you and me to walk like Christ walked so that they would become God-fearing people. Amen? Amen. There is a God still in Dade City. There is a God still in Zephyr Hills. There is still a God. Come on, wherever you live, there, in New Tampa, there is a God in all of these places. Why do I know that? How do I know that? Because I'm smart. No, because God is in you. Hallelujah. Do people know that? Whoa. Just saying. So now let's go back. I want to notice again now in Second Chronicles 17, verse 1, Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. But then look in, in one chapter away, Second Chronicles 18, 1, Jehoshaphat had riches and honor in abundance and by marriage he allied himself with Ahab. So on the one hand, he strengthened himself against Israel, against the northern kingdom. And then on the other hand, he's allying himself. What happened was he allowed his son to marry uh, Jezebel and Ahab's daughter. So they become a family. Oh, this is great. Now we got peace. Hey, we're kin. Now you know, we don't need to fight or anything. Yeah, that works. <laughs> I can tell by your laughter. I'm not the only one. So, remember... Keep that in mind as we go forward. So now, 
the whole thing is a whole. They're, 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 now he's up there. Jehoshaphat is up there. He's hearing from so from Ahab, and and, and Ahab is puts on the dog and says, "Okay, let's go ahead. And we, I got we got to fight the Syrians. Will you help me? Will you unite with me? Yeah, you're my peeps, but let's hear from somebody in the Lord." Now, now when they hear this prophet Micaiah, Micaiah just tells them, "Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do it. You're going to win." And so Jehoshaphat, I mean, I'm sorry, Ahab knows he's being sarcastic. And he says, no, just tell me. Would you just tell me? See, I told you about this. I'm going to Tony language, okay? I'm going to... He said, I told you about this guy. You see how he is? And so then Micaiah tells him the truth. And he says, I saw this. I saw the people of Israel scattered. No king. He prophesies. He lets them have it. He tells them exactly what's going to happen. Throws him in jail. Takes him... Make him eat the bread and water of sorrows. But just throw him in jail. Has him put in jail. Now, Jehoshaphat is like, I, he must have lost his mind in that moment. Or he just, he's, he's got this, this kinship thing going and he doesn't know how to say no or he just feels bad. So they, they, they say they're going to go ahead and, and they're going to go and he joins in this war even though he heard that. But now listen, and now, and now Jehoshaphat must have been you know, while he was spiritually, he had something that others didn't have, he was awfully naive. Because now they're going to go into war, and this is what Ahab says, listen, I'm going to just get in my soldiers, my regular soldier gear, and I'm going to go out there and fight like one of the soldiers. You go ahead and wear the king's gear. He was setting him up. And so Jehoshaphat did just that. So the Syrians are saying, go after the king. And so they're going, after the, they're going after Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat cries out to the Lord and he's spared. It didn't go as well for Ahab. Ahab caught an arrow between his shoulder blades and he was, he was done. Just like it was prophesied. So now we're going to pick up in uh, Chronicles 19, 2 Chronicles 19 beginning in verse 1. Just listen and then something will be on the board in a moment. Then Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, returned safely to his house in Jerusalem. And Jehu, the son of Hananiah, Hanani, the seer, the prophet, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Should you help the wicked and love those who hate the Lord? Did you hear what he just said? Should you help the wicked? Should you help the... Come on. Love those who hate the Lord. Now, Tony... That's Old Testament. It's, yes, it is. It absolutely is. Jesus te- teaches, love our enemies. There's no question about that. But my brothers and sisters, if we have somebody who absolutely aligns themselves against the cause of Christ, we better watch out um, how we're treating them and how we're linking up, who we're linking up with, who we're yoking up with. How, what our attitude is toward those people. I'm not saying that you make them your moral enemy and your goal in life now is to see them, the blood squirt out of their eyes. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, you need to be very, we need to be very, very careful. Because right now, uh, there are so many divisions that, be, that are being made among us, even in the church. And you hear me say it almost every week. And I'm going to keep on saying it until the Lord tells me to shut up. But the church is being divided. 
It's being divided along racial lines, national lines. I mean, it's being, divor- it's being divided on several, uh, ra- age. I mean, there's so many things that are, do- and, and to be honest with you, God is allowing it. There's nothing that happens that God, that, that, oh, God says, oops, how'd that happen? God knows exactly what's happening, and he's allowing it, because I'm going to say it again for the umpteenth time. God is coming back for his church, not for the churches, for his church. And right now, he's separating the contenders from the pretenders. And so if you want to be a contender, that means you're contending for the faith, not for yourself. Not for your legal justice, not for your own rights, not for your this. No, you're contending for the faith. Fighting the good fight of faith for all people that, listen, that share the blood of Jesus with you. Now, those who have lined themselves up against you, they're already defeated. I don't have to see the blood squirt from their eyes. I need to pray for them. But I certainly don't need to align with them because they happen to be singing a song I like. Shame on you. I'm saying it. I hope somebody... Shame on you. If somebody is of a group that is for violence, I'm saying it again, if somebody is for a group that is for violence, I don't care what color, what stripe, what they're... If someone is for violence and you're okay with them, well, for the most part, I don't like that part, Tony, but they're, you know, they say some good stuff. Yeah, right. So did Ahab. Ahab put on the dog for Jehoshaphat. Come on. Oh, it's got a little quiet there for a second, didn't it? Well, why do you got to go there, Tony? You know why? Because I'm a pastor. Listen, I'm a pastor. I'm the one that's supposed to protect the sheep. And I'm telling you right now, there are many sheep that should be in this room that are not in this room right now because they're drinking all of that Kool-Aid outside there. They're going ahead and they're lying. There are people that still won't come to this church because of the color of my skin and some because of the color of your skin. There are still some people that call themselves Christians that won't come here because of stupid idiots. Wait, let me catch myself. Because of dumb things like that. But they still believe that they're Christians. My brothers and sisters, why did I go here? I don't know, because here we are in this culture and in this society. And here we are with our young people being told all of this stuff. And what are we doing to counter that? Come on, what are we doing to counter that? Do we handle the word of God? Do we respect God? Do we fear God like Jehoshaphat did? Now, Jehoshaphat made a big mistake. He aligned himself up and he made a big mistake and, and he paid a price, didn't he? Almost got killed. So look at what he says. Uh, <clears throat> Therefore the wrath of the Lord is upon you. That, that's verse still in that second verse. Verse 3. Nevertheless, good things are found in you in that you have removed the wooden images from the land and have prepared your heart to seek God. God knows that you're wanting to seek Him. You made this mistake. You did this wrong. And I'm correcting you. See, here's the Word of God coming to a man who loves God but has made a mistake and now the Word of God is coming to him. See, that's what we need in churches. That's what we need on TV. That's what we need, Joel Osteen. That's what we need. We need people who are not afraid to tell the truth. Why? So that you don't have to go ahead and continue in your sin and destruction. Well, I'm a Christian. Well, if you are not following God, 
If you don't have the fear of the Lord, if you don't reverence His Word, see, His Word is about, listen, His Word is truth, His life, His, his, his and life. His Word is spirit and life. So if you're operating outside of the Word, my brothers and sisters, you don't have life. Right? So, listen, I, Jehoshaphat made a mistake. He's not living under grace. Oh, this is so good. I wish somebody would hear me right now. This is so good. He's not even living under grace. Jesus didn't die for his sins yet. But here we go because he loves God with his heart and because he's seeking after God. Oh, no, not out of compulsion for money or any, any reward or anything like that. Not for the fame, not for riches. Just because he fears the Lord. And it's from his heart. So God brings him a word in his mistake and doesn't let him die in his mistake. And God brings him the word and says, listen, you should you do this? Should you really be doing this? Now the wrath is upon you. However, I, lo- I love this. Nevertheless, good things are found in you. Why? Because of that heart. That heart is still in him. That heart is still for God. Verse 4. So Jehoshaphat dwelt in Jerusalem, and he went out again among the people from Beersheba to the mountains of Ephraim and brought them back to the Lord God of their fathers. Then he set judges in the land throughout all the fortified cities of Judah, city by city, and said to the judges, Take heed to what you are doing, for you do not judge for man, but for the Lord who is with you in judgment. You're not judging for me or for my... You're judging for God. And so now look what it says in verse 7 with me. Now therefore, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Take care and do it, for there is no iniquity with the Lord our God, no partiality, nor taking of bribes. My brothers and sisters, the word of the Lord comes to Jehoshaphat. He makes a decision. His decision is, he receives the rebuke. He receives the correction. The wrath of God is upon you. Should you be doing this? And because you've done it, now you've invited the wrath of God. What are you doing? What are we doing, my brothers and sisters? We know the Word of God. We know the Word of God. That's why I use so many scriptures. There's no one that can leave here thinking that they haven't heard from God. You are looking and hearing and seeing for yourselves what God's Word says. Not what Tony's Word says. So now, he heard the word of God and he did something about it. What about us? And we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We live under grace. He didn't have the grace. He just had the word and he had to obey it. We have grace in the Spirit. God's ability, listen, God has given us his ability to understand what his will is and to do it. He's given us the power to do it. Oh man, I'm preaching so hard. You should see some of you out there. Come on. This is great stuff. This is great stuff. See, God, God does love you. He loves you so much. And that's why He puts some spewing, spitting Italian in front of you right now, telling you all, listen, now, respect the Lord, be in awe of the Lord. Forget all of this other stuff. Well, yeah, well, I got to work, I got to raise kids. Yeah, you do. But you do it in fear and admonition of the Lord. Well, that's how we're supposed to raise kids. But you're His kid. You're His kid. So you operate in fear and an admonition of the Lord like it says in the New Testament according to how, how we should be doing it with our children. We're God's children. We walk in fear. Not this kind of fear, but the kind of fear that says, God, He's so awesome. When He speaks, how can I not listen? 
And we see how he operates among his people who, listen, who aren't even living under grace. And I said, wow, if he would do that for him. So now Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat is an amazing human being. I'm going to tell you why. You know what? His, know how his father Asa died? Or Asa is the proper pronunciation. His, uh, his father Asa, he was, he was a king. When he was the king, he, did, he started off the same way. He got rid of the images. He got rid of all of that stuff. And then, in fact, he had an army at that time of 300 soldiers in, Jude, in Judah. The king of Ethiopia came up against him with a million-man army. And you know what Asa did? He called on the name of the Lord. He cried out to the Lord. And the Lord delivered Judah. They defeated. The the Ethiopians had to leave and retreat. Why? Because he called on the name of the Lord. But then this same man does something. He's afraid of the northern king of Israel, so he aligns himself up with Syria. He makes a pact with Syria. The enemies of God. He makes a pact with Syria. Now, the man of God, the prophet of God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, forgive me, begins with an M, ends in an H, I'm not sure. But anyway, regardless of that, the, the prophet of God, God sends his word to Asa. And he says to him, you, man, you shouldn't be doing this. You should not be doing this. Didn't, didn't the Lord, isn't this the same, I'm going to paraphrase of course, isn't this the Lord that delivered you from Ethiopia so you've got to align yourself up with someone else to help you? No. The Lord that delivered you, come on. You know what Asa did? Threw him in prison. Threw him in prison. And he did not call upon the name of the Lord. And then when he got sick, Asa, He still didn't call on the name of the Lord. He just listened to all the doctors. He never called on the name of the Lord. Now, don't get me started. You know, it's right here. Lord, if you want me to say it, let it come right now. Jehovah Rapha. That's all I'm going to say. Jehovah Rapha. Seek him first. Okay? All right. So now, listen. So now he, he doesn't even seek the Lord, so he dies because all he's doing is listening to the wise people around him. Boy, this sounds awful familiar. See, we're listening to all of these things around us, and when the Word of God doesn't sound good to us, it doesn't strike our fancy. Young people, man, I know... You're, help me, Lord. Sometimes it does... I don't even know what he's saying. I can't even relate to that. That's why we have a young youth pastor. I can't even relate. But you can relate to this. Because there are many things, young people, when you're growing up in your own home and your mother and your father are saying some things that you can, they have some some boundaries for you. Those boundaries are meant to keep you well, to keep you safe. God is operating, we're all, no matter, regardless of age, we are all God's children. And His Word leads us on the path of life. If we get off that path, he knows that that's going to lead to our destruction. And that's why he's doing everything he can, and he's done everything he could do, to go ahead and keep us on that path that is life, eternal life. So, so yeah, but, you know, yeah, that's why, again, he'll put somebody like me in your path. And not just me. You read yourself, and Holy Spirit is giving you a nudge. Now, maybe the oh, Holy Spirit is speaking to me like this. Wrong, that's not the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you through his word, giving you a nudge. So many times when we read the Word, don't we read it like this? Wow, I better tell my wife that. Oh, come on. Come on. Or, wow, 
That really applies to my kids. Well, you read it. He nudged you with it. (laughs) First look here. First look here. And it might be that the Holy Spirit has given you a word for someone. But make sure. Make sure. But do you, do you see that? So, so now you have this contrast again. You have Ahab, Jehoshaphat. Now you have Asa, Jehoshaphat's father, and, Je- and Jehoshaphat. Asa did not take the correction from the Lord. He died. Jehoshaphat takes the correction from the Lord. He hears the word of the Lord. He has reverence for God, and he gets back on track. And not only him, his whole kingdom, everything that he had rule over. Are you with me? Okay. See, we got to be careful. We still are letting things in our house. We're still letting things on our computers. This sounds like an old-timey pastor, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, that TV, that's a tool of the devil. It is. Oh, yeah, the rock and roll music's going to take you to hell. It can. It can. See, what are we linking up with? What are we locking up with? Who are we locking up with? Young people, I'm going to say it for the umpteenth time. If, you have a, if, you're, if you're going dating somebody and they're not a born-again Christian, you better cut it off. You better cut it off. It ain't going to help you. Well, I'm going to lead them to the Lord. Yeah, right. It doesn't work that way. And God knows it doesn't work that way. That's why He says to us, don't be unequally yoked. Because he knows that they're not going, you're not going to influence them. They're going to influence you. That's why he said to Israel, when you go in there, get rid of everything. Because if you don't get rid of everything, you're going to start doing what they do. God knew it. It's human nature. Come on, boy. You, did I all of a sudden get boring? Y'all are quiet. Somebody needs to get some energy in here. Come on, let's, right, let's count. Everybody stand up. No, I'm just kidding. Let me, I'm, I'm about to finish. There was a, a scripture, and I don't know if I gave it to you all last week or not. I, I just can't remember. But this was the one of them that I was going to end with last week. It's Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Remember, we were talking about, remember the question was, right? Who is Jesus? Who, do you, who, who is Jesus to you? Remember, Jesus said to them, if, if you don't know I am he, you're going to die in your sins. So who is Jesus to you? That matters. See, earlier I said, well, what does the scripture mean to you? No, listen. It does matter who Jesus is to you. And that's why when, he, when Jesus makes that statement, remember I talked to you last week, when Jesus makes that statement, unless you know that I am He, He's speaking right out of the Old Testament. So when He said that, they knew exactly what He was saying. Unless you know that I'm God, you're going to die in your sins. Right? And we were talking about fear of the Lord and having that understanding and, and respecting the Lord. So now looking at Acts chapter 9, verse 31. The churches throughout all Judea Galilee, Samaria had peace and were edified and walking in the fear of the Lord. And what? Walking in the fear of the Lord. They were living their lives in respect of God. And in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, they were multiplied. You see what multiplied the church? It wasn't the rock bands and the smoke and the lights and all that. Yeah, that's going to build a congregation, but it's not going to grow a church. Uh Uh-oh. Just... Yeah, man. Tell you, got me? You got me there? All right. Did you hear that? See, you can, you can fill some seats with the lights and the smoke and the band and all that. You could do that. That's fine. But that's not building a church. That's not adding to the church. See, you see this? God has to add to the church. 
and see how He does it when me and you, when we walk in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit is here to comfort us. If it wasn't going to be tough, why would we need a comforter? Did somebody write that down? That was good. If it wasn't going to be tough, why would we need a comforter? It could be tough. But we have, my brothers and sisters, we have the Lord always with us. We have the Lord always with us. And you have, we have each other. See, remember also, uh, let me, I'm going to dabble into Wednesday, okay? The Wednesday people, I love you. I appreciate your faithfulness. You people that don't show up on Wednesday, you're missing it. I'm just going to say it there. In 1 John, once once we're studying 1 John, and we'll continue to do that. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon with our hands and have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you may also have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. See, that's what makes that name special. It has Christ attached to it. There are many people named Joshua, Yeshua, or Jesus in our culture and for many decades and hundreds of years. There are many people that have that name. But they don't have that Christ after it. They're not the anointed one. He was the anointed one. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Stop chasing all of these other things for your happiness. Have respect for God. Fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Walk circumspectly with Him. And listen, then we have fellowship. This is what's important. This is what I'm trying to say. We have fellowship with one another. This is why we come to church. We don't come to church to enjoy a rock concert. We don't come to church to, you know, see what, you know, how, how, how crazy the pastor can dress and maybe, maybe I'm going to come in with hair like Tory next week and go, oh, yeah. And it'll, everybody will be all, no, I don't need that. No, no, I don't need that. Maybe my, maybe I see you got me to wear jeans and no tie, but this is it. If you think I'm wearing anything ripped or skinny, ain't going to happen. <laughs> ain't going to happen, baby. There ain't no skinny left in this your old body. I'm just telling you that. Right? I'm so glad. Hey! <laughs> but do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? We have fellowship with one another. And, and, and my brothers, this is how God, this is what fills the void. The joy, He's telling us all of these things. He, being God the Father, in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, follow me, have fear for me, and it will be well with you. Now, there are going to be times when it's going to be tough, but that's why I've got my spirit living inside of you to comfort you. And sometimes when you don't have enough yourself, guess what? You're just going to have to go ahead and get near somebody like this, and they're going to, be, listen, and then that Holy Spirit together, is doing something totally different. Now you know, and there are, I could keep going all day, but you better shut me up. Listen, you know, there have been times when you felt bad. You, 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 you weren't no sinner dog, you're still a child of God, but things aren't going so good, and you know it. But man, you get around certain people, certain brothers or sisters in Christ, and God may just have them say the right thing, and all of a sudden you know it ain't so bad. That's what this is about, my brothers and sisters. And then that's also why God will bring us the Word to correct us, to make sure that we're all walking on this path that He's, listen, that He's already laid out for us. That leads to our success. 
Amen? Our benefit. Our blessing. Anybody believe that beside Tony? Stand with me, please. I'm going to ask the praise team to come on. I want to sing. Not me. We'll let them sing. Turn off my mic after. I'm kidding. Hallelujah. As they're coming, guys, guy, listen, listen. Just think, can you guys just meditate on something real quick? Listen. Let's have, yeah, as they're getting ready, don't, don't pay attention to them. Don't, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. I think somebody understood what that was. Thinking, listen, listen. As we're getting ready to sing this song, can I ask you, meditate on what God has just laid on your heart. Listen, and, and remember this. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So watch. What does that mean? Listen, if you're feeling bad because you know God is, is correcting you right now, be happy. Amen. Be happy because you're His kid and He loves you and that's why He's bringing correction. Amen? Amen. Amen. So now you go to God, praise Him in the song, pray to Him as we pray, and ask God, to help you in that area. And He will. If you're sincere about it, He will. But now remember, it might cause you to have to, listen, you're going to have to break some relationships. You're going to have to change maybe a pattern that you've developed. But remember, whenever you give something up, you've got to take something in. And so what are you going to be taking in? That's important. I say the word in prayer. Amen? Amen. 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 So God, as we sing this song to you, I pray that you administer to every heart here. Lord, whether they're singing or whether they're actually bringing something to the foot of the cross, Jesus, I know that you will hear it. And Lord, I know that you would strengthen those of us who bring things to you in repentance, who bring things to you, Lord, so that you may provide correction. Lord, Please, I pray in in that Holy Spirit, you would be the comforter this morning. That you would comfort those whose hearts may feel a little conviction this morning. And that you would strengthen us in the inner man that we no longer walk according to the precepts and principles of this world, but we walk according to your word. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's sing.